On this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, we will hear from Jonathan Alexander, the Houston Texans beat reporter, to get his thoughts about the first quarter of the Houston Texans season. Start the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the best candidates you want to talk to and faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. I'm John Hickman, joined by none other than Cody Davis. Got to talk about the future. Got the Raiders coming up. We will be doing a crossover mm. with your boy Q. And I'm saying he's your boy or, or my boy or y'all boy. That's his name on Twitter, at your boy Q, talking about those Vegas Raiders, what they've been struggling with, possibly how the Houston Texans can get a win this upcoming Sunday coming off of their bye week. But iron sharpens iron, and the only way to get better is to practice. Cody, you was out there at practice. What's going on with the Houston Texans right now? Yes, sir. The Houston Texans held their very first practice following the bye week on the Monday. And I had an opportunity to see what this Houston Texans team is kind of looking like heading into their week seven match against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Some notable things that I had an opportunity to see. Uh, first and foremost, Christian Harris still out there looking. It's looking like he's moving pretty good. So maybe, just maybe, we might get a small debut of Christian Harris on Sunday. If not this Sunday, I do believe the small debut. And I'm putting a lot of heavy heavy emphasis on small debut maybe next week when they return home but Christian Harris was still out there moving very well following his devastating hamstring injury. Um, speaking of rookies, Derek Stingley Jr. for the very first time did not have anything protecting his injured arm. As you guys remember, he injured his left arm in the loss against the Los Angeles Chargers. And he had it wrapped, wrapped up, even had it wrapped up in the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But as everybody say, the bye week is a week where you could recover, get Get your body prepared to go through the rest of the season. And I know that's what Derek Singley did. Some other good news. Brevin Jordan was back out there on awesome. the practice field. He missed the last three games due to a high ankle sprain. Um, he was moving like he was a little bit rusty. But look, it's that's what you expect from a guy who was sitting on the sideline over the last three weeks. By the way, um, I'm very interested to see how this tight end core is going to play out. Because remember... Before Bourbon Jordan got hurt, it was him, O.J. Howard, and Farrell Brown. Now it's him, O.J. Howard, and Jordan Aikens, and it seems like Jordan Aikens will be their leading tight end moving forward. However, the one thing that I saw that I did not like, Nico Collins. Don't want to speak too soon. Lovey Smith don't want us to speak too soon. But he was not on the practice field on Monday. He was actually working out with a trainer. Um, not sure if he's hurt, not sure if he's just dealing with something minor or small. Um, we're going to get the injury report later today, and we're going to see whether or not if he's quote-unquote hurt or not. But he was not out there practicing with the team. I'm hoping it's not nothing um, major. I don't think it's nothing major. Um, hopefully it's something minor, but hopefully 
it's not something that's going to keep him from seeing the field on Sunday because, John, you alluded to it. I alluded to it. Sarge alluded to it. Uh, even Lovey Smith alluded to it heading into the bye week. Everyone wants to see Nico Collins become more of a focal point for this offense moving forward. And as of right now, he is the Houston Texans' best wide receiver. And that's, of course, no shot to um, Cooks. But at the end of the day, it's the reality of the situation. Nico Collins has been your best wide receiver. And for the rest of the season, we want to see the Houston Texans move the ball, move the chains on the offensive side of the ball. And in order for them to do that, yes, you have Damian Pierce. Yes, we know they're going to run him to the ground. But at the same time, you have to get your wide receivers in play. And Nico Collins has to be healthy. He has to be out there on the field for the Houston Texans to, as I've been saying, kind of save their season before, you know, it all goes to hell. Cody, I got to ask you a question about the other players that I believe could really um, – Houston could benefit from getting out on the field, right? And so in the last two games, we have an we had an opportunity to see more of Gary Wallow, who the Houston Texans was working slowly back into the rotation after, you know, he started the season off with an injury. Neville Hewitt got an opportunity to play in the last game along with Jalen Reeves-Mabin. And then on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson, who hasn't been featured much in the offense, no catches at all. Uh, I don't even think Tyler Johnson has had a target. But he then you it. also look at a very weak wide receiving group who the Houston Texans stashed Johnny Johnson at third, Jalen Camp on their practice squad. They've been out there getting their practice on. Between the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball, is there maybe one or two players – that we should expect to see more uh, more of throughout the season starting against the Las Vegas Raiders? Only due to the news that I just gave about Nico Collins not practicing with the team. And like I mentioned, um, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think he's dealing with something major because if he was, we wouldn't have saw, seen him at all. Like I mentioned, he was on the sideline working with a trainer. But if he is dealing with something minor and let's say he is able to go, but he's not fully 100%, then we could sort of see Tyler Johnson get a little bit more targets than he got throughout his first two games. And John, I'm, I'm still sitting here baffled by the fact that Pep Hamilton, Lovey Smith, they talked about how much they like Tyler Johnson. I believe they picked him up from off of waivers um the, the 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 following day right after he got released by the Buccaneers. They liked him so much, but yet here we are going into week 7 of the 2022 campaign. He's been with you for let's say what two and a half months now and he still hasn't had a target. And he's going to be active, but this is going to be his third game. Not sure what's going on with that. But like I mentioned, if by any chance Nico Collins isn't 100%, maybe that's when we're finally going to see Tyler Johnson um, give this wide receiving score somewhat of a boost. But even then, if Collins isn't 100%, Davis Mills probably still won't throw the ball to him because his favorite target, <laughs> his favorite target is still going to be Brandon Cooks. But to answer your question, I would say Tyler Johnson. 
Now, to answer your question on the defensive side of the ball, I do believe starting on Sunday, we're going to have an opportunity to see more of Garrett Wallow to refresh you guys' memory. Um, Wallow played a very significant role in the Houston Texans, kind of containing um, Trevor Lawrence in their win against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the second quarter. Had a phenomenal pass breakup that basically um, killed the momentum of the Jacksonville Jaguars' drive. John, if I'm not mistaken, I believe in that game he played around – 20 to 25 snaps i'm expecting to see more of that moving forward especially considering that a lot of your starters in that linebacker core as we talked about over the past week does not look that good mm. these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Super easy. Super, super easy. Add your job to LinkedIn, and then you add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word you're hiring. LinkedIn also gives you simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidate with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to for, for free and faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And as promised, we have a very special guest, Houston Texans beat reporter, Jonathan Alexander. Jonathan, what's going on, my brother? Welcome to Locked On Texans. What's up, Cody? Appreciate you having me, brother. No, sir. No worries, man. Uh, once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. We know there's a lot going on with the Houston Texans, but for people who might not know you, you did used to be a beat reporter in Charlotte covering the Carolina Panthers, and boy, there's a lot of drama going on over there. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, it's a busy time for the Panthers. I mean, I kind of left during the time where things were kind of building up and Things reached a boiling point over there. Fired a coach. Now they traded away one of the top wide receivers mm -hmm. uh, who hadn't played well in a long time. And it's a uh, it's 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 uh, it's always something interesting going on in my hometown, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, man. And as you can see through the through the, all the six months that you've been here, it's always something going on here in the city of Houston with the Houston Texans. But Jonathan, man, you've been around this organization every single day, just like me. What has been some of your early thoughts about the Houston Texans, especially considering their one three and one start to the 2022 campaign? Yeah, I think my impressions, uh, this team, the young team with some good foundational pieces, at least in particular this 2022 draft class, uh, you know, they got, they're starting four rookies and have potential, um, you know, depending on how he uh, develops, Christian Harris could be a fifth uh, in the near future, but four impressive rookies and Jalen Petrie, 
um, Derek Stingley Jr., Kenyon Green, and Damian Pierce, who look like they could be stars for a long time as long as they you know, remain healthy. Um, I think you have a young team still learning how to win. They got their first win against the Jaguars last week, but they have a good foundation right now that they can continue to get better. And maybe hopefully two years from now, they can be a winning team. Yeah, and I do want to pick your brain really quick about Christian Harris because, as you know, uh, from the readers that you have over there at the Houston Chronicle, everybody seemed excited about Christian Harris. Do you get the sense that we're going to see Christian Harris not only take the field but actually play an important role for the Houston Texans as we head into the second half of this season? I think in the future you could. I, I, you know, I just I don't think it's going to be right away. I think, you know, when we talk to Lovey Smith. You know, and Miles Smith, linebackers coach, Lovey Son, you know, they seem to indicate that he has a, a long way to go. And we do have to realize he didn't practice much at all during training camp. He got hurt in that first week, I believe, um, and didn't practice at all. So, you know, he's a rookie. You know, they recognize that they need help, that linebacker. But at the same time, you know, he has a long future and they want to bring him along slowly in the right way. And they don't want to put him in a bad situation where, you know, you put too much on him. So I think when you first start to see Chris, Christian Harris, you might see him uh, make a few plays, have, have him be in on a few packages, uh, maybe some blitzing downs, and, and they work him in. This Sunday could be the first day that he plays. Um, you know, Levy Smith mentioned that he only practiced really one practice. So this is a key week for him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't play him, um, but this definitely is an opportunity for him to kind of test the field. But I think they're going to be careful with him. Mm. And really quick, you know, just looking at the rookies that the Houston Texans have, of course, I think the most exciting rookie that they have right now is Damian Pierce. What has been your evaluation about Pierce? And not only that, how good do you actually think Damian Pierce can be in this league? Yeah, Damian Pierce is uh, super impressive, definitely considering he was a fourth-round pick and wasn't even the first – couple of running backs coming off the board. He might be the best one in this draft class. Um, he doesn't go down. He can make you miss. He'll run right through you. Um, you know, Nick Casario talked about it. He has that mindset of that he wants to get better on their the day after their game, after he ran uh, for the yards he ran. He was in the weight room, squatting 425 is what Nick Casario said. He's just an impressive, good personality. He has a good personality. I think he's gonna, he can be the – future face of the franchise. The only thing I worry about Damian Pierce is the longevity. Um, like I previously mentioned, he likes to run through people. And, he, you know, those type of players don't necessarily last in the league too long. I'm not saying Damian Pierce couldn't, um, but hits take their toll over time. I don't think I've seen one player who has been indestructible. Um, so, you know, Damian Pierce is going to have to, I think the Texans in particular are going to have to get him some help along the way. Um, you know, starting with this offseason. Ideally, it'd be nice to have it this year um, so he doesn't, they don't run him into the ground. But starting with next offseason, they need to get somebody to help him, help spell him. Mm. You can't talk about the start of the 2022 campaign for the Houston Texans without mentioning, of course, the quarterback in Davis Mills. What has been your evaluation about Mills? And not only that, I know it's been kind of rough, but do you see – Davis Mills actually improving to make you say, you know what, maybe the Houston Texans should not consider drafting a quarterback in next year's draft. I mean, I think I, I think the term <laughs> that you used was correct, Cody. Uh, rough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been a rough start. Here's what I say about Davis Mills, right? Um, 
you know, he's a third round pick. So the expectations are super high on him. I think um, given the fact that the Texans don't have a, another backup plan um, created these set of expectations that may have been unfair to him, um, that he could be the franchise quarterback. I don't see Davis Mills as a, as a franchise type of quarterback. Having said that, can he win? Yeah, he can win. I think if he had um, some more pieces, I think the Texans need it. Uh, they need Mechie bad, but they also need another really good wide receiver. I think uh, Nico Collins is developing. Brandon Cooks is good, but they need – you look at these top teams like the Dolphins and the Chiefs, they have multiple top weapons. Um, and I think the Texans need that to help Davis Mills to be successful. But he's not a guy who's – he's not a Justin Herbert. He's not a guy who's going to help put a team on his back. He, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, so my evaluation is he needs to play better. And the Texans need to give him more weapons. Mm. And with that being said, I do want to um, ask you this question because uh, myself and my co-host, John, we kind of played around with this idea a couple weeks ago. You mentioned John Mechie. Um, how much of the the struggles of the wide receiver core do you believe is basically due to the fact that they do not have John Mechie um, being a part of this organization as of right now? I mean, I think John Mechie would have helped. He was a slot guy, and, you know, they don't really have a, a top-tier slot guy. But who knows if John Mechie would have even been a top-tier slot guy. He was a rookie, um, and usually it takes rookies time, um, at least a couple of years before they develop. He was a second-round guy. Um, so I don't know if you can put all of that on John Mechie. I think um, that even with John Mechie, he still needed to add another piece. Um, so I'm not – you know, the second year is always tough for quarterbacks, you know, um, in the league. So I think this is a matter of, you know, Davis Mills, um, you know, he has to perform better in the fourth quarter. Uh, he made some good throws. It was promising against the Jaguars that he hadn't made in those first four games or so. Um, and he's just got to perform better when, when it's crunch time and in those important moments. He's got to hit those throws. He's in the bottom half of the league in most quarterback categories. So, a lot of that falls on him. You know, a lot of that falls on, you know, the fact that they don't have enough weapons too. Um, and, you know, they've got to get better all around the board, but you, you can't really excuse Davis Mills for what's been happening. Hmm. Jonathan, of course, this is the first year that Lovey Smith has the role as head coach. What have you seen from Lovey Smith? And not only that, what are some of the things that you actually would like to see Lovey Smith um, improve on in hopes of, I guess, kind of saving the Houston Texans season as of right now? I think the thing about Lovey is I think um, what I respect is he's kind of, um, you know, stayed firm on his beliefs. Um, mm -hmm. Like he has, like, you know, we, we criticized him um, heavily for not going for it. I think did they punt it um, on that first game against the Colts and it led to the tie and mm -hmm. then against the Jaguars. Uh, I thought he should have went for it on that fourth down, um, fourth and one play. Um, I think it was in that third quarter or so, or maybe second quarter. And he decided, I think it was third quarter, and they decided to punt it and um, let the defense play him. And, you know, they got the stop that was necessary, and they got the ball back and won the game. But that was Levy Smith kind of trusting on his laurels. Uh, so I think he's done a good job in, in having the team believe um, that they can win and and, and you know, they, you can tell when they talk about him, you know, they run through a door for him. Um, so I think he's done a good job on that part. But, you know, things got to get better. They got to clean up on the penalties. They've got to, uh, you know, make plays in the fourth quarter more consistently when it counts. Um, 
you know, they've got to execute a lot better. Uh, so, you know, it's not been perfect. You know, I, I want to see the offense play a lot better than it has. Um, but, um, you know, that's going to come with the with the better quarterback play and more weapons, too. Hmm. Last question before I get in out of here. I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I had the Houston Texans winning about six to seven games this year. I don't think that's going to be realistic anymore. I don't know how many you had them winning, but – when you take a look at the Houston Texans moving forward, of course, with the game against the um, Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday, how many more wins do you project the Houston Texans winning before the end of the 20, 2022 campaign? I had them at five um, before the season um, mm-hmm. started, but I had them beating the Bears. They lost yeah. to the Bears, so now, <laughs> so now I have them at. So now I think they'll win four. Um, mm-hmm. I know I don't think the Texans are a bad team. I just don't think they're a, a talented enough to team to win some of these games. And their their schedule isn't easy. Their schedule is tough. They got the whole AFC West. Uh, you know, they got the Chiefs on their schedule um, still, and the Chiefs are might not even be the best team in that division. Um, mm-hmm. So I think um, you know. Let me let me go down the schedule really quick. Let's see, because that is a good question. Who are they going to win? I think they can beat the Commanders for sure. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, that might be the only one I can honestly say they're going to win. Because I also had them beating the Dolphins. They're a better team. The Giants. Mm-hmm. They're a better team. Yeah, they can they can beat the Raiders. I don't think you the Raiders. Think so are, I, I, I'm not saying they will, but they can beat the Raiders. The Raiders mm-hmm. aren't a good team. Uh, I had initially had them beating the Giants before I knew how good they were too, um, but I think uh, they might get the Browns. Um, uh, the, the the simple fourth Browns. <laughs> it, you know, I, I, and I recognize that Deshaun Watson is way better than Jacoby Brissett, but it will be his first game back. Uh, I don't know how he'll perform in his first game back, so that'll be interesting. So I'm saying they can win that game. Um, but it's not many on their schedule that, that are going to be like, oh, yeah, the Texas is going to win this game. It's not It's not many left on the schedule I'm looking right now. They got a lot of tough games. <laughs> Jonathan Alexander from the Houston Chronicle. Jonathan, really quick, where can I, where can my listeners and viewers follow you at on social media? Yeah, y'all can follow me on social media at um, John M. Alexander on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And John is just J-O-N-M is my middle initial. John M. Alexander on Twitter, Instagram. Instagram has an underscore at the end of John M. Alexander, but yep, you can follow me there. Hmm. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I appreciate you. Thank you. And just let me also shout out uh, Houston Chronicle, too. You can find our work. Subscribe to HoustonChronicle.com slash sports and my coworker, my beat partner, Brooks Cabina. Hmm. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thanks. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis in every game you can find, on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to check out this week's crossover with 
your boy Q, and the Locked On Raiders podcast. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. Once again, that was Jonathan Alexander, um, Houston Texans beat reporter, um, of course, covering the Houston Texans over for the Houston Chronicle. Uh, John, (laughs) he basically said everything that I've been saying over the last week, um, especially considering whether or not or how much we're going to see Christian Harris. I'm, I'm holding on hope that maybe we get a small debut on Sunday, but you know, as he said, you got to keep in mind that this is a young man who basically missed all of training camp, and this is probably what his third week of activities, maybe fourth week of activities ever since the start of training camp, of course, going into the regular season. Um, but John, he also said five wins. <laughs> That he could see the oh, he's the Texans going like four or five wins to close out the year. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Houston Texans do. You know, I'm not going to put too much on this game Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders, but what I will say is this if they don't win this game, then yeah, we might as well buckle up for another four win season. May not be four wins, man, if they don't win this game, but. Got the Commanders, got the Jaguars again. As I said before, they always that's play the three, Titans and then they're gonna get lucky. So that's four. We may see it. Talking about Christian Harris, before I talk about him, I do want to mention Nicobe Dean, the rookie linebacker for Philly, hasn't seen the field since Week One. And of course, I'm not calling for a trade to bring him into Houston. I think Philly likes him, but I think that's odd. Another third-round linebacker, Nicobe Dean, was out of Georgia. So, you know, Georgia and Bama had their national championship game. We had an opportunity to watch those two players go at it. Christian Harris really came alive in that game. And I wanted to mention that because I think that this is probably the game that you would want Christian Harris to play in. Mm-hmm. This is the game. And, I, and I'll, say, I'll say this because – The Raiders are a wreck right now. This is a game that could potentially help continue the jumpstart. You won against the Jaguars. You got a a very important division win. Now you want to go out there and win a game against somebody outside of your division to kind of give some type of validity to whatever your record is going to be towards the end of the year. Some positive things to build off of. And when I look at their schedule this is the game that screams win me and if you want to win the game you got to get some of your best players and athletes out there now i get it i understand harris has not played harris has hasn't got any preseason game in time or anything i understand that but to your garrett wallow take from earlier garrett wallow was only featured in 24 to 25 plays last game the game before that, he was only featured in 24 to 25 plays. A sample size on defense. And in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Garrett Wallow has a huge pass deflection. Garrett Wallow had a huge tackle for loss. We're not asking for Christian Harris, at least I'm not, to go out there and play 80% of the defensive snaps. No, absolutely not. But I think that if you want to win this game, 
you got to get some of your athletes out on the field. Christian Harris, at least based off what we saw from him in college, was one of the most athletic linebackers in college last year. Speedy linebackers can drop back in coverage at times and make plays and can get after the quarterback. This Vegas Raider team is not good right now. And you want to get any advantage you can. And I will also say this, getting him ready for the NFL, you know what else would help with that? It won't necessarily be his small percentage playing on defense, but he can possibly play a huge role on special teams. And I'll mm. tell you why that's important. We looked at Reeves Maven and we looked at Gary Wallow, two players who were also trying to come back into that linebacker rotation the last couple of weeks, specifically against the Jaguars. Both of those two young men played on special teams, and they were able to get some rhythm, especially Gary Wallow, who this franchise really does like. So get him out on that field some way. Maybe you give him some special team snaps that can take away from what some of the other guys are doing, like a Gary Wallow taking away that special team load, and he can focus a little bit more on the defensive snaps, uh, playing with the other linebackers. But you got to get him out on the field at some point. It can't be we're going to wait, we're going to wait, we're going to wait. He should be ready to play by now. Get him out there and allow him to athletically help out your team in securing the win on Sunday against the Vegas Raiders. I'm John, some sports guy. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, comment, share, all of that. YouTube under the name Locked On Texans as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.